hello and welcome everybody. It's your host, Kendi Foster. Today, I have a unique show for you. We're going to be talking to my guest here in just a moment. I'm calling this show The Courage to Become a Millionaire. And I haven't done a show like quite like this before. So this is going to be a, a show that I think you're going to want to tune into. You know, no matter where you are financially in, in your life, whether you are a, uh, a person that's uh, struggling or you're a person that's made a lot of wealth, I know this. Wealth is a result of the way you think. It is mind over your emotions, emotions over actions, actions over results, and results over destiny. It all starts with the mind. If you look around where you're sitting right now, or maybe you're driving in your car, just look around. Everything you see right now has been created by a thought. Somebody had the thought, and of course, not just thought. They also went through challenges in, in trials and tribulations. They had to evolve themselves to bring whatever that material item that you're looking at is in the world. It's not easy, but it's doable. And everybody can do it if you step into it. Question for you. Have you ever thought about creating something that nobody else has done on the planet? Like nobody, right? Think about that. And ask that question maybe a thousand times if you need to. What is... What is the one thing I'm bringing into the world that nobody else has been able to achieve yet? Well, that's the mindset of a millionaire. That's the mindset that you have to start thinking like. And if you want to start to become an entrepreneur that generates massive wealth, then you have to shift your thinking. That's what this show is all about. That's what my guest and I are going to be talking about in just a second. And so I hope you will uh, stay tuned to the show. And by the way, this is something that uh, you want your family and friends to uh, listen to. I hope you'll uh, tell them about it right now. Tell them to go to voicesofcourage.us or Cortana, Siri, or Alexa. Just tell them to play Voice of Courage podcast. They'll come right up for you. All right, here we go. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers time is critical call now for a free consultation if you don't win you pay nothing call 800-797-7641 
feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Well, hello and welcome back, everybody. Wow, that was quick for me. Hey, Rob, uh, welcome to the show. Really glad you came today. Thank you for having me, Ken. Hey, I really appreciate you being here today. Uh, let me tell some of the audience here some uh, a little bit about you. For those that don't know Rob, Rob Moore, uh, at the age of 25, uh, Rob was uh, deep in consumer debt. Uh, in, in less than five years, he turned that around and became a multimillionaire. He co-founded the Progressive Group, starting with Progressive Property and then Progressive Successes and Entrepreneur's Business Academy, EBA. And Rob's training companies are one of the largest in the UK and also probably globally right now. He's all over the place. Rob, great to have you here. All right, let me just jump into it. You're 50,000 in debt, you know, or more, 50,000, oh my goodness. And uh, all of a sudden you turn it around. What happened to do that? What was the mindset that you had to shift into to be able to do this? Well, what happened, Ken, was my dad had a nervous breakdown in his pub. So in, in England, we have pubs, which are bars, but they're a little bit more small and cottagey and homely. And that's where everyone used to socialize. And on December the 15th, 2005, having worked 35 years, probably 15 hours a day in these pubs, my dad had a a huge nervous breakdown. He, um, I managed to get him out of the front of the pub because he, he was like having this convulsion and his eyes were rolling around the kind of the back of his head. And this was in front of all of his customers. And um, I got him out the front of the pub, but um, someone had called the police because I guess they felt threatened. And the police came and they beat him up and they sectioned him and they put him in the van and they arrested him. And he was diagnosed with bipolar, manic depression. And this was December the 15th, 2005. And my dad had raised me my whole life to be an entrepreneur. I was working age six. I mean, that's probably illegal now, but I loved it. I didn't want to go to school. I just wanted to work for my dad and be an entrepreneur and earn money. And, and I loved it. And, it. and it gave me so much time being with my dad that I probably didn't otherwise get because he was so busy working. And I loved it. Because you have to go to school and then you have to go to college and you go to uni if you're deemed vaguely intelligent. And actually, the system was just all wrong for me, Ken. It was not made for someone like me. I was a square peg in a round hole and 
not very good with authority, really. I'm certainly a little bit more disruptive in my thought processes. I like to take risks. I don't really like to to conform or to do things in a very standard and restricted way. So I always felt very suppressed. So I worked in my dad's pub. I didn't really know what to do with my life. And from age sort of 18 to 25, I racked up this debt of 50,000 pounds, which is more in dollars. And then when when my dad had that nervous breakdown and he was um, sectioned in Ward 5 of the hospital, we had they wouldn't let us see him for quite a few, I believe it was like months. And I did a lot of soul searching and I beat myself up a lot. I hated myself and I thought of all the things that I'd failed that my dad had given me the opportunity to do. He'd bought me my first house, my first car. He'd put me through private school, through college. And here I was, 26 years old, nearly in a huge amount of debt. And through that self-loathing, I guess I thought to myself, well, I've got nothing to lose now. If I go in any more debt, I'm going to go bust. And my dad's probably already ashamed of me, so it can't get any worse. So I'm going to start trying some things with no abandon, you know, just I'm just going to try stuff. I don't know what the answers, how, where, when, <laughs> what. <laughs> I know why. I know why. And then, you know, sure. To ha- so you had your why. You had a big, you had a real reason like this. You know, this is my why. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done doing what I'm doing. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I guess. I never really saw it like that at the time, Ken. You know, I hadn't yeah. studied Simon Sinek and I didn't know about, you know, finding your why. But, yeah, I think I'd been given opportunity. But um, it just, I guess I wasn't motivated enough, Ken. A lot of people are too comfortable in life and that can be a real enemy. If they, If you're earning just enough not to leave or quit, you're doing just enough not to get fired. That comfort can be really bad. And, you know, when I got into a decent amount of debt and what happened with my dad, that created a lot of uncomfort, discomfort, which at the time, Ken, was really painful and embarrassing and shameful. But actually thinking back, I probably wouldn't have changed had I not had that pain. Um, And things changed very quickly for me. Like you said, I became a... um, I used to count my net worth when I learned that that's what you should do. I don't really count it anymore, but I've made hundreds of millions. But back then, becoming a millionaire was proof to myself that I was something. Yeah. And that was yeah. important. Yeah. Well, you know, every I don't I'm not sure everybody's destined to be a a millionaire or a multimillionaire. You know, they they are destined to find their purpose, to find their place, to evolve themselves, to be the best version of themselves they can possibly be. But for those that want to be a millionaire or have that in their in their DNA, what like you've learned a lot of things along the way. Um, you probably made a ton of mistakes. Um, what would you say are the top two or three things that people need to kind of know if they're going to go down this path of building wealth? Well, this is actually an easy answer for me, Ken. Um because I wrote a book called Money, which I'm told by my publisher is the, the UK's best selling book on money. And in that money, I did in that book, Money, I did a 15 year study of money, interviewed loads of billionaires and 100 millionaires. And of course, got myself out of debt and made some good money. And um, in that study, I distilled everything I learned into a formula for wealth. And before I answer what that formula of wealth is, Ken, I just want to say that 
I agree with you that not everyone is destined to be a millionaire because being a millionaire is quite an arbitrary thing. Like 2000 years ago, there was no such thing as a million pounds. You know, there wasn't the word pound derives fund, which is ox. And the word wealth derives from wheel, which is well-being. So actually, money is quite a modern tool that humanity has created as a better means to exchange universally than, say, barter. So in that regard, if you think about it, no one's born to be a millionaire or predestined because it's a million funds. It's just a tool of exchange. But what everybody is destined to be, I believe, or should pursue is being useful and valuable to your fellow man. And going back tens of thousands of years, if you weren't useful or valuable to your fellow man, you were kicked out and you were dead. So we all need to be valuable and useful. And the more valuable and useful we are, the more reward we will get, whether it's social status or a new tool that we have now called money that will change over time. So actually, you know, when people say don't focus on the money, in some ways they're wrong because you've got to focus on the money. You've got to know your profit and loss, your balance sheet, your management accounts. You've got to know your profit percentages. You've got to know your over overhead. So in some ways you have got to focus on the money. But what you've got to do is focus on the product, the service, the utility, the usefulness that you as an individual can create for humanity and then find a way to turn that into enterprise. So the formula for wealth I created, Ken, is wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. So wealth, which you would assume is well-being and financial energy. Right. Equals value. So what value am I producing? Elon Musk is producing a lot of value, making battery powered cars and um, inspiring humanity and maybe getting into space. And Jeff Bezos, love him or loathe him. People buy billions of units of his products every year online very conveniently. So these people are creating value. That's why they're billionaires. And people argue about whether we're millionaires, but that they provide more value than zero is. So anyone who's not yet making a lot of money, have you yet figured out what value you can create? But not, everything dies in a vacuum. So value on its own is nothing. You need fair exchange, Ken. Fair exchange is where um, if you're buying from me, well, hold, hold on, one, Rob, before we get into fair exchange, I got to take a quick break and then we'll dive into fair exchange. We'll be right back. Sure. an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Diabetics understand all too well the pain of pricking your fingers. But now, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can immediately reduce your pain. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar four or more times daily, injecting insulin three or more times daily, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now Everybody wants cheap airfare. 
But where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. CBD, you've heard about it. It's helping people relieve chronic pain, improve sleep, and reduce stress. But how do you find science-based products that feel right for you? Feel Good Hemp was started after the founders used CBD oil to help their dad heal from a three-month-to-live diagnosis. They deliver all-natural, lab-tested, high-quality products at affordable prices. So visit feelgoodhemp.org forward slash courage and be sure to use coupon code courage25 to get 25% off your first order. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Ken Foster, and I am interviewing Rob Moore. We're talking about uh, the courage to become a millionaire, maybe multimillionaire for some of you. And right now we're talking about fair exchange. Okay, let's go. Go, Rob. Fair exchange. So fair exchange is where if you're the consumer or the purchaser, Ken, you pay for something and you feel you get fair value. If I'm the producer or the seller selling to you, I can make a fair profit. If I make a fair profit and you get fair value, that's fair exchange. If I make an unfair profit, that's unfair exchange against you. If you get unfair value and I can't make a fair profit, that's unfair exchange in your favor or against me. So we need a fair exchange environment. So there's plenty of people out there, coaches, consultants, trainers. They're giving so much, but they're not making much money because they haven't yet created fair exchange or they're not charging enough or they're charging too much. Bernie Madoff. It looked like he was, you know, given a lot of value. And in the end, as it turned out, it was unfair exchange. And then leverage. So wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. And leverage is how many people do you serve? How many people buy your products and services? How many people find what you've got useful? Billions of people use Google, use Facebook, use um, Amazon, etc. And that's why these companies generate billions or even trillions of dollars so um if you create something that's valuable that's fair and that's leveraged and scaled you you cannot fail but be wealthy you know i remember as a kid i'd drive around and um i'd be looking at uh, retail stores and i'd be thinking to myself how am i going to do this how am i going to open a retail store how am i going to get the capital to really invest today that's changed a lot we can start businesses almost instantly and you can build empires. You know, it used to take 25 to 50 years to build an empire. You can build empires in five to seven years today. 
and sometimes even less if you get into crypto or NFT or things like that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, if somebody's listening to this, you're, you're like, well, you know, I need to find something that I, I can exchange for fair, you know, fair exchange. I can, you know, create something that's going to, you know, help the world. How do you t- teach people to open that creativity up to find out what's right for them, Rob? Well, look at where people are having problems. Look at where um, people are complaining. And fix those problems and you'll be partway there. Look, some problems in the world we don't know we've got yet. You know, we didn't really know we had a problem of using a toggle instead of a finger for a phone until Steve Jobs taught us that. But then there's other problems like plastics are a huge problem in the world. Um, I think right now, post lockdown and COVID service is such a huge problem. Service is so slow and so bad. You're stuck on the phone for hours. So look at where people are complaining and struggling and there's friction and there's problems. Go and fix those. That's a great start. I really like that, you know, and I uh, sometimes I, you know, I've seen so many products come to market over the last few years, you know, whether it be a better broom or a better toilet seat or a better uh, uh, doorknob, uh, you know, it's it's there. And all of those things are places we can continue to look at because society continues to improve. So what I, I guess the point is here, there's really no shortage of ways that we can improve. But how do you know you're going down the right path with the right product, right? Um, as opposed to, you know, wow, you got this great idea. You know, you want to you know, invent the next greatest doorknob. How do you know that that's going to uh, be the right thing? That's a really good question because it's easier now to launch a product that you know is likely to work because you can do polls on Instagram. You can ask people in um, niche Facebook groups. So if you typed disruptive entrepreneur or entrepreneur into Facebook, you'd find one of my Facebook groups. You'd find a a lot of um, entrepreneurial Facebook groups. And you could go in there and ask what problems entrepreneurs are having. So you can poll and ask people before you make the product or service and then find out what people's wants and needs and problems and pains are and then create the solutions. 30 years ago, you couldn't do that. You had to make it all, physically make it all, and then really hope that people would um, you know, want it or buy it. The next yeah. thing you can do is you can launch an MVP, a version one. So sometimes if you've got some experience, Ken, you've got an intuition of what your market wants. If you're new, you haven't, and you should ask them. But at some point, you've got to create a version one. And the version one, it... It's never going to be that good. And that's okay. Because as long as it's good enough, and remember my formula for wealth is one of the um, elements is fair exchange. So let's say you launch something, it's version one, and in your heart, you're like, it's not quite as good as it could be. Normally, you'd keep trying to perfect it, but you'd never start. But what you do is if it's not quite perfect, you just charge a bit less. So you give an introductory founder members offer or something like that. So you create the fair exchange. And what you can do, like, the tech guys are great at this. I mean, Bill Gates was great at creating imperfect software and then testing it on you. And amount of times we all went onto Windows and the thing didn't quite work properly and you bought the version and Bill Gates is testing every new version on you. 
So you can almost live now test things and improve them in real time. So there's no real excuse to start. Like imagine a book, Ken. You can write a book digitally. You can write it. Think you finished it. Oh, you forgot three chapters, the most important chapters. You can just add them into the end of the digital book. Whereas 30 years ago, they're all printed off the press. So it is actually a lot easier now to start now and get perfect later. But you have to be quicker. You have to be more dynamic. Wow, I like that a lot. Yeah, Bill Gates. He's uh, yeah, he's he's creating imperfect vaccinations now. Maybe twenty yeah. years down the road, that might work. Uh, oh, I don't want to say that. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, okay, let's go to personal branding versus branding a product or a service. You know, there's a lot of people who listen to the show. Uh, they are authors and speakers and coaches and new uh, and you know they develop their brands that way. Is it better to personally brand yourself or brand a product or service? What do you think? Well, actually, you know what? Before you answer that, I gotta take another quick break. So we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call. Check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-374-2308. That's 1-800-374-2308 now. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641.
Listen, all of you, I want to thank you for listening to, please let your family and friends know about this show. This is a show that is dedicated to you to really up-level your, up your consciousness, help you to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. I bring in amazing guests at each week, just like Rob, so that you can really change things up. There's no reason for anyone on the planet today to be stuck in misery and suffering, depression, unhappiness. We can all change, but of course you got to do the work. So if you'll do the work, you'll listen to this show and you'll let your friends know about it, be in service. I can guarantee your life will get better and better and better and better. And that's, isn't that really what we want? You know, go out and find somebody to give to today. I guarantee you'll, you'll feel better about yourself, your life. All right. This is Ken Foster. I hope you've enjoyed us until next time. Hello and welcome, everybody. It's your host, Kendi Foster. Today, I have a unique show for you. We're going to be talking to my guest here in just a moment. I'm calling this show The Courage to Become a Millionaire. And I haven't done a show like quite like this before. So this is going to be a, a show that I think you're going to want to tune into. You know, no matter where you are financially in, in your life, whether you are a, uh, a person that's uh, struggling or you're a person that's made a lot of wealth, I know this. Wealth is a result of the way you think. It is mind over your emotions, emotions over actions, actions over results, and results over destiny. It all starts with the mind. If you look around where you're sitting right now, or maybe you're driving in your car, just look around. Everything you see right now is be cre- has been created by a thought. Somebody had the thought, and of course, not just thought. They also went through challenges and in, in trials and tribulations. They had to evolve themselves to bring whatever that material item that you're looking at is in the world. It's not easy, but it's doable. And everybody can do it if you step into it. Question for you. Have you ever thought about creating something that nobody else has done on the planet? Like nobody, right? Think about that. And ask that question maybe a thousand times if you need to. What is is the one thing I'm bringing into the world that nobody else has been able to achieve yet? Well, that's the mindset of a millionaire. That's the mindset that you have to start thinking like. And if you want to start to become an entrepreneur that generates massive wealth, then you have to shift your thinking. 
That's what this show is all about. That's what my guest and I are going to be talking about in just a second. And so I hope you will uh, stay tuned to the show. And by the way, this is something that uh, you want your family and friends to uh, listen to. I hope you'll uh, tell them about it right now. Tell them to go to voicesofcourage.us or Cortana, Siri, or Alexa. Just tell them to play Voice of Courage podcast. They'll come right up for you. All right, here we go. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's your host, Kendi Fuster. I'm talking to Rob Moore, and he is a disruptor uh, in the entrepreneurial space, in the business space. He's created a lot of wealth, and he's uh, teaching us some of the principles of how to create that wealth. All right, personal brand versus company brand. What do you say? Well, the first thing to say, Ken, is there's three types of brand. There's the personal brand, the product brand, and the company brand. So there's Steve Jobs, there's Apple, and there's the iPhone. There's um, Tesla, there's Elon Musk. And there's, you know, whatever new product uh, he's launching at the time. So it's probably smart to focus on building one first or the most. And the one that's probably the easiest to gain traction on to build quicker at lower cost with least friction is the personal brand. And here are a few reasons why. Number one is no one goes onto social media. Oh, I think I'll go and have a chat with Tesla on social. Oh, I'm just going to have some chat in the comments with Coca-Cola. So people don't engage with brands like they engage with people, number one. Number two is you can gain massive traction and growth and virality as a person. So let me ask you this. Do you know who the CEO of Porsche is or Toyota is? My guess is you don't. But do you know those companies, uh, you know, make tens times more cars than Tesla? But I know you know who the owner of Tesla is, Elon Musk. So what Elon Musk has done, that Porsche and even Ferrari, Lamborghini haven't been able to do, 
is build a personal brand. So Steve Jobs had a personal brand, not really the social media type. Elon Musk obviously has the social media type brand. He's one of the biggest followers on Twitter and he uses Twitter and he's very personal and he does podcast interviews. And, you know, he himself becomes the brand of all of his companies. He's like the, the ambassador. Now, one of the first people to do this was Richard Branson. Richard Branson embodied the Virgin brand and it, Richard Branson was the personal brand. And of course, Virgin was the company brand. And he linked those together and used one very cleverly to grow the other. So I would say a personal brand is quicker, maybe easier, certainly less friction to grow. And you're going to have more trust. People trust people more than they do brands. But actually, if you want to build an empire, Ken, you were talking about building empires. Empire builders probably want to have a personal brand, company brand and product brand. That's brilliant. That's really brilliant. All right. So let me jump into another phase of this. Okay. So you've decided to create your personal brand and you've got a product or service that you're going to get out in the world also. And now you're in that place where you need some capital. Okay. You need some cap capitalize this, uh, this enterprise. What do you say for us up, upstarting uh, entrepreneurs around raising capital? And is there a way to do this outside of family and friends? Yes. So if, if we're taking family and friends off the table, we'll do that. Um, so the first thing is you've got to think, do you need external capital or you, can you create capitals from cash flow? So capital from cash flow is where you sell products and services. You generate cash and then you reinvest that cash back in to grow the business. It's called growth through cash flow. They call it bootstrapping, etc. I would recommend if you can... Grow your company through cash flow rather than debt or equity, which I'll explain in a moment, because you're not giving away shares and you're not uh, creating overhead and um, cost on your business. You're staying lean. Um, but if you need a million pounds of development, research and development, or you've got to create IP or an invention, et cetera, and that takes capital and you can't sell it until you've built it, but to build it, you need money. Then, of course, you need external capital. So, you know, this debt and equity, you know, you either give shares um, away in exchange for money or you raise debt. You essentially borrow money. Now, I, I, I only have two shareholders in all of my companies, myself and my business partner. I do have some other companies with smaller shareholders in, but generally 90 percent of my um, business portfolio it's just two shareholders, 50% each. So we haven't given away equity just because we didn't want to slice the cake up a load of times. We didn't want to have too many people involved in decisions and control. That can be negated. Um, now, maybe that slowed our growth because we're a, a tens of millions of pounds a year business, not a hundreds of millions or billions. And, you know, some people have been doing business 15 or 20 years of are unicorns and they've got that big. By continually raising capital by giving shares away. But of course, you reduce your shareholding. Now, you can go to VCs or private equity. And um, if you put a good pitch deck together, go and Google and, and read some good pitch decks. Find out what pitch decks have raised successful investment. You're about to find that online. And you put a good pitch deck together and you come up with a, um, you know, a proposal of what the product and service is, and also, you know, the returns, the clear returns that the investor can get. I know this sounds a little bit cheesy, but, you know, if you watch Shark Tank and Dragon's Den, 
and you watch what they do well in their pitches and you watch what they don't do well in their pitches and you essentially create a pitch from what they do well and not what they don't do well. In the end, you'll have a semi-professional pitch, which will probably be good enough. Now, um, in many cities, there are angel meetings. So there's business angel events. Um, there's one in the UK called Angels Den. And, and so if you go to a major city, you'll be able to go to a business networking event where you can actually p- pitch your business idea to angels or VCs, you know, who may end up, um, you know, buying um, into your business, you know, buying shares into your business. I will say this, though, if you can stay lean and keep all your equity and fund through cash flow by selling stuff, then, um, you know, you're going to have a lot more money left on the table. Now, what a lot of people do is they give too much away too soon and they don't use enough hustle and guile um, and just think about selling. So a lot of people I see starting a business, they're doing lots of stuff. Nice, fancy website. Got a pitch deck. Look at all my presentations and slides and look at my brand. But they're not selling. You got to get out there and sell some stuff. That's what entrepreneurs do. I love it. I love that so much, Rob. Listen, um, it, with uh, with our show, we have one of our networks that is going to be saying goodbye right now. So we want to say goodbye to those folks on that uh, thirty minute network. Um, and uh, so we'll take a quick break. Thank you so much for joining us. Please let your family and friends know about uh, this show. By the way, if you want to see the ver- full version of this show. Just go to uh, YouTube and put in uh, Voices of Courage or go to VoicesOfCourage.us. We'll be right back. We're going to take a little deeper dive into Rob's uh, book, Money. And when I come back, I'm going to ask you one question about money, the money book. What is like the number one or two strategy in that book that people can really shift their mindset around money and be able to start creating more and more wealth in their life? We'll be right back. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. Do you listen to the TV on high volume or have trouble hearing conversations? Then you would benefit from hearing aids. Don't waste thousands on expensive hearing aids when you can get Nano's revolutionary technology for just $397. Don't be fooled by higher-priced hearing aids. The CIC Recharge is a true hearing aid, not an amplifier. With rechargeable technology many customers say is superior to more expensive models. Call now and get not one but two Nano hearing aids for just $397. 
Plus, we'll add a portable charging dock and ship your order absolutely free. The CIC Recharge has a tiny in-the-ear canal design that is nearly invisible. Why keep missing out on important conversations or waste thousands of dollars? Call and get two CIC Recharge hearing aids for only $397 and free shipping. 800-817-7419. Again, 800-817-7419. Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Ken D. Foster. This is the Voices of Courage show, and my guest today is Rob Moore. And Rob is an amazing entrepreneur. He's created a lot of wealth in his in his life, and he's helping us uh, learn some of those principles. All right, he's got a new book out. I want to put the book up on the screen here, Rob. The book is called uh, Money. Uh, no more, make more, and give more. Rob Moore. Rob, um, before I, you answer that question uh, about the strategies in the book that creates uh, wealth, let me just ask you, why did you write this particular book? So I've been fascinated by money ever since I was six years old, and my dad raised me to be an entrepreneur. And I always wanted to be wealthy, but in the UK especially, Ken, there's a taboo almost um, – sort of, I'm going to say, sadomasochistic relationship with money. Like we love it and we hate it. It makes a great servant, but a terrible master. And most of us want more of it, but we can't talk about it. And it's uncouth and taboo. And I wanted to be someone that led the way and shine the light on revealing what money actually is, not what we think it is. And um, realizing it's just a tool that you can use like any other tool, a lever, if you like. Um, And I wanted to make it okay for people to feel good about making money, know how to make money, and do good with money. So that's why I wrote the book. That's great. Okay, so strategy. um, Okay, you know, the number one or two strategies in the book to maybe shift the mindset, to start making some money. Um, We might kind of touch on a little bit earlier, but what would you say in the book specifically is there to really help uh, people to make the shifts they need to? Well, I like doing things in threes because I think it makes them memorable. So I talked about my um, formula for wealth. Wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. Now I'll talk about the three laws of money flow that, that I wrote in the book Money. And law number one of money flow is money tends to flow from those who value it least to those who value it most. Law number two of money flow is money tends to value money tends to flow from those who manage it worst to those who manage it best. And then law of money flow number three is money tends to flow from those who manage their emotions worst to those who manage their emotions best. So I'll just quickly explain those. Um, Someone who values money will save and invest and speculate and diversify and grow their wealth as a higher priority than spending on depreciating liabilities. Those who don't value money and wealth will spend on depreciating liabilities to look good and feel good. And then they'll erode all their money. So you spend money on what you value the most. So if you learn to value money, then essentially you spend and invest money on money and you grow your wealth and you become wealthy. So people who are billionaires value wealth. People who are zero is value other things that they spend money with. And so they, t- they consume from the producer billionaires. 
the second law of money flow. It tends to flow from those who manage it worse to those who manage it best. So, you know, managing money is like managing anything. There's a a system and a process for doing it right and a system and a process for doing it wrong. So for you can't master what you don't measure. So are you budgeting and planning? You know, do you know your income and expenses? Do you know your top line and your bottom line? Do you have management accounts, profit and loss balance sheet? Um, do you have a personal financial statement as well as a, a company one? Can you read all the numbers? Do you know the inflow and outflow? Do you know the margins? You cannot master what you do not measure. So those who manage money better will get more. Those who manage money badly will squander more. And then the third law of money flow is that money tends to flow from those who manage their emotions worst to those who manage their emotions best. So on the extreme, if someone is um, manic or depressed, manic, they'll make loose, flippant, care-free decisions around money, careless decisions around money. And then depressed, they'll make overly careful decisions around money. They'll hoard money or they'll spend money to get rid of their pain and their addictions and they'll alleviate you know think about how much money people spend to look better with all the cosmetics and the creams and you know what they'll ingest to feel better and the drugs that they'll take when their body is ill so if you can't manage your emotions you'll have to spend your money to manage your emotions and when your emotions are volatile you're spending money because you'll be out of logic and into extreme emotions so if you balance and regulate your emotions you balance and regulate your wealth so th- there's a little taster of the book. Wow, that's brilliant, Rob. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, let me uh, let me just uh, put that book up uh, one more time for my audience. Uh, Rob, uh, the book is Rob More Money. Rob, uh, for our listening audience, where can people get the book? Amazon, Audible, anywhere. Okay, uh, anywhere bookstores are show- books are sold. All right, I bet that book's doing really well for you. It's my guess. Yeah, I'm told it's the best-selling book on money in the UK. I'm English, so um, whilst it's on sale across the world, yeah, um, my home country is, um, you know, where it originated. So yeah, I'm told it's done well, but you know, we can always do better. Yeah, yeah. I had a guy on my show. Uh, I think it was last week. Uh, his name was Ken Honda. He's kind of the Tony Robbins mm. of Japan. Hello, Ken. And yeah. uh, you know, Ken and I, I think we had about six thousand people watching this live last week. It was pretty cool. So, uh, but he was talking about money too. And, you know, it's, it's, it's it's right now, you know, money's really up because, you know, we've got some new changes coming, you know, markets are adjusting, uh, you know, uh, some markets are still going up. Food prices are increasing. Gas prices are, have increased substantially. So money's up. There's a lot about money right now. And people really want to know, you know, how to manage uh, their money in, uh, in better ways. So, Listen, um, I, I love what you just said there, and I, I got to take a quick break. When we come back, um, let's take a little dive into what it is that, and, and you touched on it, um, what it is that will really help somebody to let go of their negative emotions around money and maybe embrace what they need to embrace and, and make it work for them now. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, to do that. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. 
Oh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're talking about money today. We're talking about money and a new book called Money by Rob Moore. And um, Rob, you know, mo- emotions get in the way of a lot of people. They just do. You know, things happen. Uh, you know, how do you suggest people start to master their emotions so it's not impacting their money decisions on a continuous basis? Right. So I think first thing is we've got to understand what are emotions? What do they mean? So I believe that an emotion is simply a response to your environment. There's some kind of stimulus that you receive from your environment. And then your emotions trigger a behavioral reaction. And generally, it seems that, you know, we're either moving towards pleasure or away from pain. We're getting some reward emotions or we're getting some cortisol, or we're on to survival mode to avoid threats. So, you know, we make emotions mean so much, grief and guilt and shame and elation, you know, volatile emotions. And because they feel so strong in us, they tend to dictate us. And we sort of make them who we are. But emotions aren't who we are. They're just responses to the environment. If you sat in a dark room with no stimuli, your emotions would become less and less volatile because you've got less stimulus. So understanding that emotions are simply responses, they're feedback to your environment, contextualizes them. Uh, and, and helps us understand what they are and what they aren't. You know, what we do is we unconsciously or consciously bring up such trauma and baggage from our past. It could be 20 or 30 years ago. And also we imagine such trauma and pain in the future. And we create these imagined emotions that are based on things that happened 20 years ago or things that won't happen in the future. So we're very good at tricking ourselves into being triggered. And so if you can understand that an emotion is something that you can control by controlling your response to the environment. So let's say, Ken, you say something and it triggers me. I think, oh, that was cutting. That was harsh. Now, I've probably found evidence from people who said things that were cutting and harsh to me all the way back, maybe even into my child years. And all those emotions around there, I I lump and layer over what Ken said. But Ken might have got a message on his phone which said, hurry up, you're going over time. Shut Rob up. We're over time because that's common. Or he might have had some bad news on his phone and he might have been be being sharp because of that not because of me. And so I've created an emotion. I've reacted to an inaccurate stimulus. So you can control your emotions by controlling your meaning. Any response someone has to you, you can say, that's their response, not mine. And I'm going to control how I feel. Understanding that balancing and regulating your emotions helps you make good relationship decisions and money decisions means that you can practice regulating your emotions. So when things are really good, you say, hmm, this two shall pass. When things are really bad, you go, hmm, this too shall pass. Um, if it's good, you are just understand that you're feeling one-sided on the upside. And if it's bad, you understand you're just feeling one-sided on the downside and everything has 
two sides. Nothing is good or bad. Everything has a balanced set of upsides and downsides. So you are able to regulate down elation and regulate up depression and self-regulate your emotions into this neutral balanced state where you've got wisdom and gratitude and love and awareness and presence. So there's a, a, a little baby. You rocked that one. That was good. That was really good. Yeah, that that you nailed that. And I have heard it explained in many different ways, but I, I really like that, Rob. And you know, there is a there is a balanced state of harmony of uh, we call it. You know, I'm a cyclist. I'm a triathlete. We call it the, the zone, right? You get in that zone and you stay in that zone, no matter what's going on outside of you. Because if you don't. You'll make bad decisions. You'll make poor choices. And if you make poor choices in, in cycling, it can cost you, you know, uh, an injury or, or worse. So, uh, yeah, I love that. All right, man. So, okay. So, let you know, one of the challenges people uh, uh, have today is the social media. Let's see how much time I got. I got about a minute left. I'm not going to go there. Listen, I want to ask you this. Um, you've got the world microphone right now, man. You're in 185 countries. So, what would you say your message to the world is right now, Rob? So I end every piece of content. I've done thousands of videos and books and audios with the same message. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. There is something everyone watching and listening wants to do, but they haven't yet had the courage to do it. You become alive when you face those challenges and you take risks, because if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Man, I love it. Wow. All right. So one more time, let me stick that book up there. Uh, this is uh, Rob Moore's new book is Money. I hope you'll go get it anywhere uh, books are sold. And uh, this is, you know, you just, we just tapped into a little piece of your wisdom today, Rob. So thank you for that. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, by the way, Rob, um, you know, uh, I hope you come back on this show. You've got a lot, a lot to offer here and, and we uh, really appreciate having you here today. Thanks for having me, Ken. Thank you. Thanks so much. Listen, all of you, I want to thank you for listening to. Please let your family and friends know about this show. This is a show that is dedicated to you to really uplift your con- up-level your consciousness, help you to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. I bring in amazing guests at each week, just like Rob, so that you can really change things up. There's no reason for anyone on the planet today to be stuck in misery, in suffering, depression, unhappiness. We can all change, but of course you got to do the work. So if you'll do the work, you'll listen to this show, and you'll let your friends know about it, be in service, I can guarantee your life will get better and better and better and better. And that's, isn't that really what we want? You know, go out and find somebody to give to today. I guarantee you'll, you'll feel better about yourself, your life. All right, this is Ken Foster. I hope you've enjoyed us. Until next time.